We are bad out of hell on this episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. Welcome to the show, Lena. Thanks. Do you yeah. welcome someone who that's like me coming out of our bedroom and you saying welcome <laughs> to the home? <laughs> if we're on part of it, do you welcome? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Why can't I welcome you to the show? I don't know. Because it seems like that's something you say to a guest. On that note, we're doing bad <laughs> out of hell too. Back into hell. <laughs> Meatloaf. For anyone who didn't know, that's meatloaf. Yes, it's definitely meatloaf. Meatloaf. I'll just go right into it. Born Marvin Lee Ade in 1947. Died in 2022 complications from COVID. His dad got them to put meat on his crib in the hospital because they said he was just like born red and stayed red. And he just got the <laughs> nurses. He talked them into that. And then later he was called ML, his initials. And then in, like in seventh grade, it kind of became meatloaf. Or he stepped on a football, his football coach's foot, who then yelled, get off my foot, you hunk of meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he got his name. Okay. Um, Born in Dallas, this has nothing to do with anything, but he did see JFK the day he was assassinated. Oh, interesting. And Because he's from Dallas. And then he heard about the assassination, went to the hospital, and he saw Jackie O getting out of the car, like, covered in blood. Okay. Yeah, just threw that in there. So I didn't know this guy's career, really. Like, he started in an... In L.A. in the late 60s, there's a band called Meatloaf Soul. He opened for, like, The Who, The Stooges, The Grateful Dead. In the 70s, he did a bunch of off-Broadway musicals, including Hair. Biggest one, I'd say, is um, Rock The Rocky Horror Show, which, in 75, became the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The movie is the picture okay. show, and I didn't know that. He was had a Motown album he was the lead vocals on a ted nugent album okay uh, he was a national lampoon he was jim belushi's understudy he was on snl uh, he made bad out of the hell and oh and with jim steinman who he met in broadway broadway he's a lyricist composer producer and he wrote bad out of hell and bad out of hell too who also he wrote total eclipse of the heart and gave it to Meatloaf, and he said, nobody wants to hear my voice, and they gave it to Bonnie Tyler, which I think Meatloaf would make an amazing version of that song. Yes, but since you brought that up, I'm going to bring out my Canadian connection. Sounds good. So on his album, Roy Dodd did backing vocals, and he was also on Total Eclipse of the Heart, and he's Canadian. Oh, that name sounds a little bit familiar. Has he come up in this podcast before? I'm not sure. Okay. I guess Steinman had always meant to make Bad Out of Hell too, And then some things happened, like Meatloaf went bankrupt. He had his own solo album, which had some of the songs on it. He started a new band. Well, I'll get into that when we talk about the songs. I guess in, this is my Canadian connection, 19, I don't know the year actually. He was, but they were playing in Toronto and someone broke mm-hmm. into the dressing room and stole his lyric book, which had a lot of the, Songs for Bad Out of Hell that he had already okay. started. I got confused because I was going to say 1978, but that's when Meatloaf was playing in Ottawa and jumped off the stage and had to finish his tour in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of, until we go into the songs, that kind of does it for, I mean, I could go on and on. I think there's a lot of Meatloaf facts that are amazing, but, so what made you choose this album? Well, 
I was thinking about an album and I thought about this a long time ago because it's like a very big selling album and he is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I did not know that. I just assumed. Yeah. So he, like I said, not in there. So I think it's a travesty. He's not in there yet. I don't think he'll get in. Oh. Not, not the way they've been putting people in lately, like different genres. Like Dolly and, Parton? Yeah, like Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson. I forget who went in this year as well, or last year, sorry. They are terrific artists. Yeah. I, I do agree, like Dolly Parton, Willie Nelson, and oh. whoever else has gone in. Rock it's a Rock and Roll, and roll Hall yeah. of Fame. So I, I really have a bone to pick. Maybe not a bone to pick, but like there's so many artists out there that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that aren't. So I think it's, for me, I've given up on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It took Rush a while to get in, and they should have been in a lot sooner. Like Ozzy Osbourne should be in there for his solo work and not just Black Sabbath. Like Black Sabbath was in there, but it took them years to get in. Like they, they should have been in decades before they did. And there might be an argument, and I'm not going to get into it. I don't have a side either way of maybe Ozzy should be in even maybe before Black Sabbath. If you're going with, like, top selling or something or popular. No, I think it goes, like, after their first hit. So Black Sabbath should have been in there first. Okay, that's how, okay, the time. Yeah, I get Yeah. Yeah. Disappointed Meatloaf is not in there. It really is hard to talk about a guy and his name is Meatloaf. It really is. It's just you can't really take that seriously, kind of. But great stage name. It's very fitting for him. What did you think of the album? I really liked the album. I I heard the big song off the album. Like, I wouldn't do anything for love. I'd do anything uh, for sorry, love, I'd but do I anything. won't do that. Yes, to be. <laughs> and so I went to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I want to see this musical. It doesn't exist. It should. This rock opera. Yeah, that would be a good way to put it. Yeah, it's a trilogy. There's also the third one in 2006 called Battle of Hell 3, The Monster is Loose. Yeah. But this should be made into a musical. It really should be. And that was his, he was also in musicals. So I could see it. I could really. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious, which they intended to do. It was so cheesy, but they intended for that. Yeah. It, what's funny is it sounded kind of like the 80s. It didn't fit into 1993. Yeah, you're right about that. It definitely didn't have that 90s feel to it. Which, that's not actually a wrong thing. It was just surprising. that. But, but if you look back on where they were coming from, they wanted this to be part two of that first album. Yeah. So continuing what they already created in them bringing that to the next album, so yeah. it makes sense. And which they did start in the 70s. Yeah. So I'm going to just go through a couple of the songs. Okay. It Just Won't Quit was on... It, it, so Jim Stein, Steinman, he created an all-female band called Pandora's Box, and on their album it had just I Just Won't Quit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another song. I can't really... What one is it? Oh, Good Girls Go to Heaven, Bad Girls Go Everywhere, which is an awesome title, also on their album. He had a solo album and in 1981 that had rock and roll dreams come true. 
on it, which is kind of interesting. So that's where some of the songs were before this. Now, in 2007, objects in the rear, rear view mirror may appear closer than they are. It became the hit with the longest unbracketed title has 52 characters <laughs> <laughs> and the melody for it was in a song on Steinem, Steinem's album okay now i was surprised to hear because i didn't know who the female was on i would do it i'd do anything for love but i won't do that it's did you read this story no nope. lorraine crosby she provided guide vocals and they were going to try to they were considering someone else for the female lead including melissa etheridge Bonnie Tyler mm-hmm. and Cher. Cher would have been amazing on this. Yeah. Not that, not that Lorraine Crosby was, but they used it. But she didn't get her name isn't on it. There's no royalties, no credit. She is actually listed in the album as Mrs. Loud. Okay. Yeah, and that was the name of her uh, one of her albums, 2006, Mrs. Loud. And that's kind of sad. It's kind of like, isn't that what happened to um, CNC Music Factory and the Weather Girls? That woman. Something like that, provided just like production kind of vocals and they use them. Yeah, but I don't think they, yeah, they didn't give her any credit whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- this was Mrs. Laugh. I also didn't know that Michael Bay did the video for this and two more for this, actually. I don't remember the video, but I think I've seen it. No, I vaguely remember the video. I didn't look it up, though. And for this song, Meatloaf got the Grammy for Best Rock Vocal Performance Solo in the 94 Grammy. Okay. He beat out Neil Young all along the Watchtower, which I didn't know he sang. Did a version did I. Of, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but not, it wasn't a Grammy winner. I felt like this was so predictable almost. I feel like I was predicting the lyrics and I liked that about it. Uh, like at points I'm like they won't say that and I'm like yep yep they do I didn't listen to a lot it many times but it stuck in my head like easily okay it was fun it was definitely fun it was a really good like top to bottom like listen listening to the whole thing was really good I really enjoyed that listening experience yeah and there are some albums that I enjoy and this was like one of those ones that I enjoyed more than some other ones. Yeah. Like some other ones where you could pop in and out of songs. Yeah. I felt like this, it was listening to that front to back is the whole experience. Yeah. Now I found because I've heard for so many years, I'd do anything for love that I kind of skipped that a couple of yeah. times when listening. Yeah. We all know that song. We all know and love that song. <laughs> but like listening to that song, and then getting right into Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. Yeah. It's such a good contrast, but so Fitting. they're both so good in their own way. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we listened together. I'm not telling you this. I'm telling the listeners. I'm sure you remember. It was us a week ago. And there were times we just laughed and had to bite our tongues. I think we wanted to talk about it, but yes. we couldn't because we don't always listen together. But yeah. Yeah. And, like, Wasted Youth was so weird and Mm -hmm. fun, and you didn't know where it was going, and I enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Yes. What was your favorite song? Oh, Good Girls Go to Heaven, Bad Bad Girls Go Everywhere. (laughs) That's my favorite title. (laughs) That, it's either that, 
or Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. Both of those two were really good. But then also Wasted Youth was good. But then the way Wasted Youth went right into Everything Louder Than Everything Else was also good. So I don't know if I can really pick (laughs) off a really best song off the album. Like even Lost Boys and Golden Girls was really good at the end. I keep singing objects in the rear view mirror just like <laughs> uh-huh. the way he sings it it's stuck in my head what are we going to put on our um life is lemon and i want my money back thanks for not going with i'd do anything for love nobody we hear that enough we don't have to hear yeah. that i want people to experience other songs i would like to hear more other more of these other songs on the radio than just that one song we're never going to though no Especially, not our radio. Yeah, not not top forty radio anyway. Yeah. Um how did it well, how did it chart? Well, I want to go with the single first. Yes. I do anything for love. It reached number one in the Canadian top singles. Reached number one in a ton of countries. It reached Canada's hot one hundred in number th- for number thirty six in two thousand two when they did a re release of the album. Hmm. And yeah, like released a lot of places. The single was released on seven inch vinyl and cassette in the United States. In the United Kingdom, seven inch vinyl, twelve inch vinyl, C D and cassette. And then in Japan, and all these had different release dates, by the way. It was released on mini C D. Cute. <laughs> Just a contrast on everything that it was yeah, all the released on. Medium. Yeah. And Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back reached number 17 on the U.S. mainstream charts. But then this album altogether, let's get into that. It reached number one on the Canadian album, same as Australia, Austria, U.K. albums. We don't often mention Austria. (laughs) U.S. Billboard Top 200, it was number one again. And again, it reached number 57 in 2022 following his death. Yeah. And then reached number 10 on the U.S. top rock albums. So it was kind of interesting to see that, like just re-popping up after his death. Yeah. Then doing so well. But then sold over 14 million worldwide. But in Canada, it went nine times platinum for over 9 million or 900,000 sold. I mean, the success of Bad Out of Hell. I think propelled this as well. I didn't realize that was the fifth best selling selling album of all time. I didn't think it was up there. Yeah. Is it still? What I read today, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thrillers first and I saw I think Dark Side of the Moon. I forget what else was on the list. Thriller yeah. was number one in this season. Yeah, and that's what really irks me. And I'll go back to it again. He's not in the Hall of Fame and he has a fifth selling album of all time. Yeah. Best selling album of all time. And I'd say, yeah, he's rock. I mean, might be rock, yeah. rock parody. I feel not parody, but, but yeah, rock opera. But yeah. he's rock. I mean, there's no one more rock and roll than Eddie from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> but there was a, good, a lot of good musicianship in this album. As oh well. yeah. So are you glad I picked this album? I am. Sorry, I was distracted because I want to see what the other albums were. Goes Thriller. Back in Black, The Bodyguard, Dark Side of the Moon, then, oh, wait, I lied, it's six, I count it wrong. One, two, three, 
four, five, it's six. The Eagles' greatest hits, then Better Oh, Better. okay. Then Hotel California. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then more. But yeah, sorry. I count it wrong when I count it the uh, other Still time. top six. That, yeah, that's... <laughs> that should get you in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I'll go all... Yeah, I, I keep on going. die on this hill? Yeah. Ooh, it's called Hard Rock, Glam Rock, Progressive Rock, Bad Out of Hell. I would <laughs> I would put Bad Out of Hell, Bad Out of Hell too in the same yes. genre. Yeah, I, I had fun this week. It was a great I got right into it and oh, I yeah. felt like it was like it made sense, if that makes sense. When I first mm-hmm. heard it, it just like I kinda predicted the lyrics a bit and it kind of just sounded I don't think I've ever, I've never heard the album, but it sounded just kind of familiar. It's yeah. Just, just that meatloaf sound. <laughs> yeah, and it was a good listen. It yeah. was just overall a Fun. really good listen. I see you looking. I'm stalling. Stalling. <laughs> what are you going to pick for next week? Oh, no matter what I pick, I'm looking at all my, all the things I have up. You're not going to like any of them. I'm trying to pare it down as we talk. Do you know what? I'm going York. Um, okay. Post. Post. Okay. Uh, it was between two, but post is the one I'm going with. 95. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs>